Dog Song, Chapter 13, Page 133, The Dream. The storm had cleared, but it had taken days, many days, too many days. The man got the dogs up, up out of the stiffness and the frozen positions they had taken in ice. One got up and fell over, too far gone to live. The man used his spear and the quick thrust to the back of the head to kill the dog. Its feet were frozen and it would have been an agony if he had tried to keep it alive. When it was dead, he threw the carcass on the sled to feed the other dogs later. Then he made them go. They did not want to leave. They were stiff with cold, but he whipped them and made them go. Across the strange dream grass and dream snow they moved, the bone and ivory sled starting slow and pulling hard. He stopped and urinated on the runners, using a piece of hide with hair on it to smooth the new ice, and the sled pulled much easier. And now, where the land had been open and barren, there was much game for the man. He passed herds of caribou, once another mammoth which had died and was frozen, with giant wolves tearing at it. The wolves watched him pass. Two of them made a small sweep towards the sled and the man. There were times when they would have killed and eaten both the man and the dogs but there was much easy meat on the mammoth. They turned away without making an open threat, but it wouldn't have mattered. The man almost did not see them. He had one purpose now, driving the lined out team in front of him. Down to four stiff dogs, but loosening by the mile, he ran them out. The whip cracked and cracked again, reaching out to flick meat from their backs, meat and tufts of hair that flew into the cold, and they ran for him. They ran for home. Across the white land they ran, across the whiteness that was so bright in the dream it turned in, at last into light. White light with the dogs churning through the brightness, legs slamming forward and down, feet kicking up snow, day into night into day into night into day. The dream dogs ran in the dream world across the white light until finally in the great distance they disappeared and out in front of what they were, what they had become, Russell could see the space where the tent was in the dream, but it was the tent space only. Torn leather, ripped skins that flew and flapped, tattered banners in the never-ending Arctic dream wind. Where there had been a place of life, a place of laughter and round fat faces, where there had been a place of things that meant home and living, there was only the bleak shreds of flapping leather and the signs of death, an end to things. No, Russell thought, out of the dream, but still in it, in some way, he did not understand. No, that cannot be. But it was. In the dream it was. There was an end that came in the north, an end that came to all things, the same end that came to Ugric. The wolves had come, and when they were done, the small white foxes had come. And where there had been a woman and two children, where they had ended their lives, there was nothing. Two bones. Neither of them was identifiable except as bones, but they were human because they had not cracked from the marrow. They had not been cracked for the marrow, and if they had been left from meat, the woman would have cracked them to eat the marrow. Two small, one small, and the other large and long. Two bones. They were in the space. They used to be the tent, but they were all. Everything else, every little thing that would have meant life and home was gone. Even the lamp. But only a small distance to the north, under an overhanging ledge, the lamp lay. Russell saw it. A fox had taken it there, drawn by the smell of fat that for years had soaked into the stone. 
It had taken the lamp under the ledge to get away from the other foxes and licked the fat smell until even that smell was gone. Then it had left the lamp and trotted away. It was a shallow stone lamp with a flat bottom and a groove in the edge where the moss wick would lie. The dream lamp lay where the fox had dropped it, lay until the blowing wind would cover it with snow and the snow would make the grass and grass would cover it still more. And then the snow and grass would each after another time after time mat the lamp down where it would lie forever or until somebody came to move it. The lamp, Russell Dream thought, not all that was left. Another shift came. The, man, the dream moved sideways once more and he saw the man. Into the night and back to day, the man had driven the sled until the dogs were staggering, falling. They were run down so far they would die surely. There would not be a team when the man was done. There would only be dead dogs. Nothing but the man would be left. They had run through the light, through the dream light, the dream dogs had run until they were no more. Until there was only the man and the sled and where the tent had been flapping in the wind, only tattered pieces of tent. And the man was Russell and Russell was the man. He knew that the woman and two children were no more and that the dogs would be no more. And that's when Russell awakened in his own tent and saw the lamp saw the flickering lamp and felt himself bathed in the stink sweat of fear and knew, knew at his center that it was the same lamp and that there was all, it was all that was left of what had been. That's when Russell awakened in his own tent and knew that there was not a line any longer between the dream and the run. That's when Russell awakened in his own tent, stinking of fear and sweat, knowing that the dream had become his life and his life and the run had become the dream and the woman was looking at him. The woman girl, girl woman, sat staring at him past the flickering lamp of the flickering yellow of the lamp. And she was the same woman as the woman in the dream, the same round face of the girl woman in the dream, the same hair, the same even mouth of the dream woman girl with the same wide nose and clear eyes staring at him through the flame light the dream flame from the dream lamp.